Welcome to Central Coast Chat, the podcast all about what's happening in the Monterey County area. I'm your host, Angelica Cabral, a reporter and podcaster with the Salinas Californian, part of the USA Today slash Gannett Network. This week, I interviewed Corinne Sloan, an assistant professor at California State University, Monterey Bay. Together, we discussed how she prepared for this upcoming semester and the challenges of teaching online, especially since she teaches the hands-on subject of chemistry. Tell me a little bit about yourself to start us off. Sure. My name is Corinne Sloan. I teach chemistry at California State University, Monterey Bay, and I've lived in the area for about five years. So I taught high school science down in Southern California uh, before that. And so I love teaching. That's actually probably the thing that I like most in terms of being able to engage with students. I love the opportunity to uh, learn from and with my students. So uh, I think being able to teach at California State University Monterey Bay is a real joy for me. And how has teaching changed for you this past year? Uh, in so many ways. I think it's actually been this really great opportunity to iterate and innovate and think about why we do what we do and learn how to do it differently. So um, probably the biggest change that I notice is uh, not being able to meet my students face-to-face. So in the spring, prior to shelter-in-place for COVID, I we had started classes, and so I knew my students by name, I knew their faces, and I was starting to get to know their interests and the things that they were excited about. Uh, whereas I think this fall, because we started online, I didn't have that opportunity to get to know them face to face. And so one of the things I think that changed was thinking about how to get to know students remotely. And so that ended up being through pictures and through conversations in breakout rooms during Zoom sessions. And so I think that's probably one of the changes. I think another change is during the summer, we did a significant amount of preparation as faculty. So I really appreciated the leadership in this regard of CSUMB, they created a summer institute where faculty could come together and work really in teams to try and make sense of what the changes would be like. So to take the lessons learned from the spring and to think about how to plan for fall. And so that was probably one of the changes was, uh, I felt like in spring 2020, we were trying to make adjustments literally on the fly. Whereas for the fall semester, we had some time over summer to plan and make changes in terms of how to be more strategic in terms of assignments or um, ways to connect with students. And then I think probably the biggest change is, I think for a lot of the students, it's the learning environment itself, figuring out how to navigate uh, whatever learning platform. So whether it's on Zoom or in a Google Doc. And so I think some of that change too is thinking about access. So is everyone familiar with how to use a Google Doc or um, are folks comfortable with how to navigate in and out of a breakout room, which I don't know now because we've been doing it for so long seems normal, but I think for especially for our new students and I, I tend to teach lower division courses. So for our, our brand new students, I think uh, that was definitely an adjustment too and something we tried to be conscientious of. You mentioned that you had some time to prepare for this past fall semester. How did you prepare for this upcoming semester? 
Ooh. So this winter, uh, because of the success of the Summer Institute, they're also doing a Winter Institute for faculty to be able to come together. And again, um, I actually was really fortunate. The group that I worked with during the summer actually continued to meet through the fall where we shared practices that worked. Uh, we shared strategies that we tried and maybe would refine going forward. And so I'm actually really excited about the Winter Institute because I think it'll be an opportunity to connect again with faculty to think about how to refine and iterate our teaching. That one of the aspects that I really appreciate about CSTUMB as a community, I think in terms of the teachers, is that there's always uh, an investment in improving. Uh, it's, what do you call it? Continuous improvement, I think would be a good way to describe it, where folks are reflecting on what they've tried and what has worked well for students and then making adjustments as they go. Uh, I really appreciate the, the expertise of my colleagues in that way. And so it's helpful, I think, to be able to use one another's experience and continue the conversation about how we can improve our practices in the classroom. So I think that's one way that we've prepared. Another way, you'll laugh at this, but um, I took digital notes. It used to be post-it notes, but now um, I really like Google Jamboard. And so uh, I have essentially digital post-it notes from teaching in the fall that are the, this worked great, do it again, or no, don't do that. Let's try something else. And so I think some of it is my own reflective practice and then conversations uh, with colleagues trying to think about well, what's a different way that we could do that or what's a way that we could improve that so that it better supports student learning. What are you expecting for this upcoming semester or what is something that you're hoping for maybe? Ooh, that's exciting. I think one of the things that I'm most excited about from a student standpoint is I think that because we've had the opportunity to iterate and refine what we're doing online, I think for this semester, I have some strategies that I know have tested and I have evidence that they support student learning. So I'm excited about using those strategies going forward. And then I think in terms of the learning, I think spring is a great opportunity just from a student standpoint to be able to try new things. So I have a group of students that um, will be transitioning kind of from their lower division courses to upper division courses, and I'm really excited um, for them to start thinking about the classes they're going to take in their major. And so helping with that transition, maybe finding research opportunities or having conversations with them about maybe internships or service learning projects they might be interested in, I'm always really thrilled when those opportunities come along. And lastly, chemistry seems kind of like it would be a more hands-on thing. So can you talk a little bit about how specifically you've transitioned some of those materials to online learning? Sure. I think you're spot on and that the hands-on learning piece is hard to replace. We have really phenomenal colleagues who through spring and fall made videos trying to give students the hands-on perspective. Uh, so for example, uh, Dan McDonald and John Geltz and uh, Crystal Gonzalez and Aaron Stanfield and Catherine Nelson are examples of folks who literally went in and filmed themselves doing the physical lab itself so that students would have kind of a hands-on, eyes-on perspective of what that looked like. And then they paired that with thoughtful simulation. So another colleague, uh, Megan Hines, was able to um, 
find some really phenomenal simulations that while they're not a replacement, I think, for the hands-on learning experience, they give students the, the best possible option given the present set of circumstances. And so I think that uh, from a student standpoint, the labs were, I think, one of the more challenging aspects of online learning. Uh, because in some ways you can't replace what you learn by measuring something out or the color change that you see, right? Or the way that you could move or manipulate glassware to be able to see that color change, for example. Um, but we're really fortunate too in that we have resilient and determined students who also make the best of every possible circumstance in terms of their own learning. And so I think we're fortunate too in that uh, the students invested themselves to make the best possible outcomes out of those learning experiences. So we're really fortunate to have both faculty and students invested in making a really great outcome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For more of our coverage, check out our website, www.thecalifornian.com, and follow us on Twitter at SalNews. New episodes of our podcast go live on our website every Friday at 4 p.m., And you can also listen to us on iTunes, just search Central Coast Chat.